there. I'm Leanna Hinkle with the Hinkle Homestead. And I'm Lindsay Weiniger with the Weiniger Farms. And we are your hosts on We Chose the Farm. Oh man, you guys are in for a treat today. It's episode 28 and we're talking rabbits. It is an interview day and we are talking with Jason Emmerich of Raising Aces Rabbitry. He is a plethora of information. I love it. It's awesome. You'll notice again, this episode is over an hour, which is different from usual. But guys, I'm telling you, when you talk to someone that deals with something from start to finish, you can't not publish it all. I think it's so helpful and so informative. I'm getting ready to get a rabbit for one of my girls for 4-H. This, I mean, if you put a rabbit on my doorstep tomorrow, I know that I'd be fine. So, let's give it up for Jason. Uh, We had to do quite a bit of editing because we actually talked for almost three hours. So, uh, give me some grace in my amazing editing skills. But, without further ado, here is Jason. Okay, so, let's do, let's do a full-on, we need to do a full-on introduction here. Absolutely. So, tell us, first off, who you are about yourself, and what the heck okay. you're doing here. <laughs> All right, so uh, my name is Jason Emmerich, and I am a full-time ATM technician and amateur cuniculturist. That's a fancy Ooh. word for rabbit rabbit farmer. Um, Got it. So my wife and I live in the suburbs of St. Louis on the Illinois side, and last year we decided to get back into or get into, for me it was get back into, but for her it was to get into rabbits. I kind of sold her on the idea of we'll get a buck and two does. And then I was like, oh man, our buck and our does are pretty young. Um, I'm gonna get this older experienced doe, which actually came in handy and I'll explain that later. Um, And then I was like, Oh, but there's this lady in Arkansas that has the rabbits that I want. And uh, uh, yeah, it turned into a whole mess. But (laughs) we, we have, um, we raise rabbits in our backyard. They're pretty low key, low maintenance. And we are doing money for her birthday. And that's, uh, so we are collectively, but not officially, we are raising aces, rabbits, rabbitry, raising aces, rabbitry. Well, that's a play on we raise aces because aces always you always raise aces yes we raise we try to raise high quality rabbits so they're aces and then my daughter's name is aislin and we call her ace there you so go and and all of our baby bunnies are her baby bunnies yeah i grew up on a 10 acre hobby farm oh, okay so i'm kind of the opposite of yeah. you guys like i grew up on a farm and it's funnier because the, the older i get the further and further away from the farm i get it. But, but you're coming back to it you found birds or meat birds you have access to that on your own like beth and i got into it because there was no meat at walmart <laughs> yeah right. and i was like i was like this is spooky yeah. so and uh so is that how long you've been doing this yeah yeah Stop. so no, for real. I uh, I just got back into rabbits. So we had rabbits when I was a kid. And 
in my mind, they were pet rabbits. Right. And then some were gone. Poof. <laughs> Which, this was when I was like five. And I remember those rabbits. And they were just gone. <laughs> and I'm sorry. I just found out last year that, yeah, they were gone because my grandpa butchered them. <laughs> <laughs> what did Jake say? He said when we, he said, um... When we were talking about pigs, that he wanted to take them to the shrink ray, and they would come back in the spring as small again. And so then you grow them out all year, and then you take them to the no, shrink ray, okay. and they come back. <laughs> all right, all right. So, so Oliver and Gabe are three and five. Well, yeah, six and four now. Yeah. Six and four. Six and four now. Um, Aislinn is two. She'll be three in May. Yes. And she has been involved, not so much as like hands on, but she's 100% been involved. Like I, t I told you, there was one day she was holding this little two week old baby bunny and she's petting it. She goes, Daddy, I love my baby bunny. So I was like, Yes, you do. And she goes, Can we cook it? And I was like, <laughs> Not today. <laughs> Give us some time. <laughs> oh, I know all about this. That's awesome. How many do you have so, now, do you think? Uh, rehomed our two mixed breed does. We are all silver fox now, um, but we have a ten by twenty carport, like a hundred and twenty dollar carport from Harbor Freight. Yeah. And in there, I have three adult does, an adult buck. I have a junior doe that I'm raising up for this season, and then right now we have fourteen or 15, like 10 week old grow outs. Hmm. But a 10 by 20 space for me, for, for what I'm doing is awesome. And honestly, I'm revamping the whole setup. Uh, I'm building cages, I'm building frames, and I am going to finish off with four grow out pens and probably 10 or 12 um, holding or breeder pens. And that's it. I'm not gonna lie, when you messaged me and you were like, do you have any silver fox? I was like, uh, who are you? And how did you That's did the you way, that's name? the way Leanna works though. Oh Let's my gosh. get serious. My past life, I swear, I was like some investigator or something. The <laughs> amount of how I can pull up information anywhere is nuts. So obviously last year, like I can speak on this. What do you need when you get started? Well, I got started for the first, like for the first time in a long time last year. And I didn't have anything. Well, I have this uncanny ability to make friends with people. I jump on Facebook and I went to a Southern Illinois rabbit, quail, livestock, poultry group. And I was like, Hey, does anybody have any commercial type breeding age rabbits? I happen to get a response back from a gentleman who was making room in his rabbitry for his daughter's Florida whites and Polish rabbits, which are much smaller breeds. And she does 4-H and I think FFA and she's showing them. And, hmm. and he was like, I've got a buck, I've got four does. Um, some of the does are about a year old and have been bred. And these other two does are six months old and have not been bred. And I went out and met this guy well, he's been raising rabbits for years, so he has the detritus of rabbit raising all over the barn. 
he's got hanging cages and then he had these hutches that he wasn't using anymore. He had these two cages that were 36 by 48, which is massive for a single rabbit. But he was like, yeah, I got these two grow up pens and they had these frames that held them up off the ground. And I was like, are you using those? He goes, no. I'm like, would you be willing to sell them? He's like, yeah, probably. Well, how much do you want for him? He's like, $40 each? No, for both of them. Done and done. I can't build that cage. Yeah. Right. Sure. Just the wire part for $40. Right. I can't do it. And and they were not rusted. They were, they'd been indoors. They were in good shape. The wire was quality wire. He builds cages. Right. And I was like, absolutely sweet. Awesome. So my brother got his rabbits Hmm. and I got these two grow out pens. Well, my first two rabbits were these little bitty two and a half. Well, actually one of them was only eight weeks old and they both went into these massive cages in the backyard until I got like regular size rabbit. Cages. Sure. But, uh, that's where it all started. Like $40, two cages, bam. I could keep a pair of rabbits if I wanted to. Wow. And honest, honestly, like if you're crafty, and you're willing to spend the time and energy, you can build hutches that are ugly, but serviceable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you can and be creative. Sec- and secure, not only to keep the rabbits from getting out, but from keeping things from getting in and yeah. getting the rabbits. But, sure. but digression, let's roll back. So <laughs> the first thing you need to, the first thing you need to address when you're going to get rabbits is where are you going to keep them? Yeah. So my rabbits live outside. My rabbits do have shelter from the elements because I have a, I'm actually looking at it out the window, which nobody can see, but I have a tarp top carport with, for the winter, I put up tarps all the way around it. It's enclosed because in cold weather, rabbits are built for cold. Sure. As long as they are dry and they are out of the wind. Yeah. I mean, it was, I don't know what the temperature you guys got over the past few weeks, but we, uh, there was a morning where I came out to go to work and the van said negative 13. Yeah. And I'd, I'd gone out to feed the rabbits and they're all puffed up and looking at me and they all ran to the front of the cage like, hey, we're ready to go. Where's the food at, man? I'm like, hang on, I'm getting I also think a big so, thing, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I think a huge no, no. thing with not only rabbits, but also everything is being acclimated to that temperature as well. Right. Absolutely. You know, is that so, you didn't need to bring yours inside because they were, it was slowly dropping the temperature and, and dropping and dropping and dropping. So they were okay with it. But if you had a rabbit that was inside and you're like, okay, now it's time to go outside. And then tomorrow it's negative 13. That's a big issue. Now, okay, so taking a rabbit from inside to outside, so long as they didn't have any, like, serious coat issues and their fur was where it needs to be, then they would be fine. Seriously? They would be fine fine with going from, like, we kept that. And I said, amazingly, we kept the house at 70 throughout all this. (laughs) So my... My, if my if friend we Laura, taken, we, we do have a house also rabbit. raising rabbits. She yeah. actually got started. Like, the thing me. that I said would not have got started with dun, dun, three dun. mini rexes. Weird. My, 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 her, my friend Laura, last weekend, I think she's also raising rabbits. She actually got started a year before me. Yeah. She got started with 
three mini Rexes. And when I talked to her last weekend, I think she has 86 rabbits. Yeah, yeah. So, chicken math. Yeah. Yeah. It's a thing. It's like, people think it's just chicken math. It is not just chicken math. It is livestock math. Yeah. That's like livestock. um, But yeah, so, where are you going to keep them? Um, And what's actually really funny, so I have my carport over my rabbits. And my rabbits are in wire cages that are in frames where the cages can actually be lifted out for cleaning. Oh, that's a good idea. And and all of the frames have their own independent walls, roof, everything. So technically, even if my carport blew away. I see where you're going with this. Okay, yes. So so long as my hutches did not get damaged, my rabbits still have shelter from the elements and they still have protection. Um, okay, so I have then, a question. Go ahead. Someone, yeah. so level, I am like before beginner. All right, we're just nope, going to, okay. I've, I've heard. So I've heard. Uh, someone said make sure that there's no wood around your shelter because rabbit pee does something to wood. Okay. Uh, it Well, it soaks into wood. Okay. And uh, I don't know if you've ever been in a house where someone didn't really take care of their cats. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. It's yeah. It's got an odor to it. Now, my frames are wooden. Mm-hmm. But the way, that I, the way that I set them up is, so my cage is set inside the frames, and I either have metal L brackets mm-hmm. where the cages sit around the edges and then wire running between the L brackets, or... In the case of the cages that the first cages I got, he actually took and took a hole saw and drilled through and ran PVC pipe. So the cages sit on top of PVC pipe. Now some of the wood does get, sure, you know, peed on, but mine are outside. Yeah, sure. That helps. Inside so it could, you, I could if, see it being. If you were keeping them inside a barn yeah. or someplace where it didn't have a lot of ventilation, then I could see it becoming a pretty serious issue. I actually don't like rabbit urine and the rabbit manure to me it just smells like dirt like i don't it doesn't smell foul it was for for them it was like after they had finished doing rabbits or something the entire side of their barn wall was white forever and i was oh yeah okay so so that wait because they had a they had a wood barn they, I mean, they, no. they stored their rabbits up against the back of a barn wall. But what was yes. the barn made of? Yes. Was it metal or was no, it, wood? it was wood? Okay, okay, okay. Right, right. But so that whole white staining, um, this is this is actually going to tie into something that I was going to get when we talk about feeding You're your welcome. rabbits. Um, but rabbits process calcium through their uh-huh. urine. That's that's how they rid themselves of excess calcium. So hmm. you got to think of rabbit urine is very, very hard water. All right. So if you if you spray it in the same spot over and over again, it will, as it dries, turn awesome. into this chalky white film. Um, I have a power washer, and it yes. is awesome. Yep. So that gets so rid of it. That. So, but digression. Back at rolling back. So <laughs> when you're when you're looking at getting into rabbits, so you're you're getting a rabbit. Possibly, yes, no. Maybe. I mean, let's. I mean, it's yeah. probably more than yeah. likely going it's to happen. <laughs> yeah, it's but she she's doing okay. it for 4-H. 
Um, and but we do like since we moved into town, we can't really have anything else besides dogs, cats, and rabbits, and so right, we will probably have more than one. Um, are you getting one of Liana's? Kids? More than more than likely, this yes. cute little opal one. Hopefully, wouldn't it be? Well, you're good. <laughs> Look at don't, that. don't throw words out like that. We don't we don't know nothing. He's he's adorable. It totally it, is it, though. It, it I, is saw, adorable. I saw I saw somebody it. said that it had brown on the back and he has brown on the back. And it's I'm gonna have some fancy rabbit. I'm not gonna know a dang thing about it. You're calling it an opal and I'm like, okay, it's, is that a good name for it? Like what does this even mean? It's a color. If it's the one that you had in the pictures today, mm -hmm. that rabbit is gonna grow up and be the most beautiful rabbit ever. Yeah, just just a lovely little bunny. So, and there's also the possibility that around eight weeks, it's going to start to silver. Oh, I just... So are you, you might sure not get it. I, I was going to say, are you going to sell this thing to me? I don't know. So. You know, I don't like keeping the first ones, but poor Jake. He doesn't... He's behind a couple hey. episodes. I've probably said this twice already, but the first consideration, like you're getting a rabbit mm -hmm. and you're not necessarily getting a rabbit for the purposes of breeding rabbits. Correct. Yeah. But understand this. If you wind up with two rabbits of I the opposite sex, if, if, if you wind up with two rabbits of the opposite sex and they are allowed to be unsupervised together for 30 seconds. <laughs> It's 30 seconds. It's 30 days later, you are going to have baby rabbits. Boy. <laughs> like, but do they that, do they need a companion? Like, do you need to get two? I mean, I, you can have as many as you want, but like, you like so, pigs, and I feel like chickens and a lot of other animals need a buddy. Rabbits in the wild. Like, we as Americans, we think of our North American cottontails. And they're pretty solitary. Yeah. Now, have you have you guys ever been to Litchfield, Illinois? Yes. Yes, I have. No. Uh, so Litchfield, <laughs> Illinois has a large population of feral domestic rabbits. Why? Interesting. And I'm pretty sure that I unintentionally got contacted by the guy who is letting them go. Ooh. Wait. What? <laughs> someone there. There is someone. In the area that just lets him go who buys what he referred to as woodsy type rabbits so chestnuts yeah and then and they just lets them go <laughs> what's so, the purpose why what's because he uh, thinks they should be free I, I don't know i don't know i don't know what the deal is but litchfield illinois if you're ever driving around in litchfield illinois and you see like a seven pound rabbit in somebody's front yard like a rabbit the size of a house cat that is not a cottontail did i that say is a feral did that I, is a feral domestic did i did I, t I don't i can't remember if i told you the story or if i said this on an uh, episode at some point is that my grandparents have that problem where they live they have like a little cul-de-sac right outside of saint anne it's you know a couple hours east and stuff and somebody let their pet rabbits go because you see these huge black and white ones and like all these things hopping around. My grandpa's like, these are eating the tulips and like chewing oh, the wires. Shit. But it's just this one secluded cul-de-sac in the middle of a cornfield. And like 
They have all the vegetation that they need. Right. They oh don't care. I mean, there's probably 40 of them at least. I mean, <laughs> so so I told my grandma, I said, we're going to have rabbits. And she's like, well, we don't like them here. And I said, don't worry. We'll just drop them off if we get tired of them. And she's like, oh freaking out. <laughs> uh, so speaking on that, the <laughs> biggest misconception that I've heard before starting rabbits or anything else like that. A couple years ago, my neighbors were like, come over for dinner. We're having rabbit. And I'm like, you people eat rabbit? And they're like, yeah, of course we do. And so they made rabbit. It was delicious. It was fantastic. But Jake was like, oh, you have to wait after the first freeze to process them. So that is wild rabbits. And the biggest reason for that, and and it's, depending on where you are in the country and, and what you have. So if you catch a cottontail in the summertime, yeah. uh, congratulations, you now have fleas. Ew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, oof, they're, they're loaded with parasites. I mean, they're a keystone Ew. species. They're, they're a keystone prey species. So everything from the apex predators to the smallest parasites. But the biggest deal with that is um, liver flukes. Are it's a they're a parasite that are they live in the rabbit's liver and they produce these little eggs and cysts that get into the meat and they die off and the parasites the parasites die off after the first hard freeze. Generally. Okay. Okay. Um, I I have shot rabbits in in December and gone up and picked them up and the fleas were jumping off into the snow because the rabbits are warm. Rabbits are built for winter. But they're pretty much without parasites pretty quickly. But yeah, that's a that's a pretty common thing that people say, and that's with wild rabbit. Mm. Domestic rabbits in healthy, clean living conditions, there is no time of the year where you cannot process them. Now I will tell you this processing rabbits in August sucks. Processing anything in August, really. <laughs> yeah, does. August yeah. is just canceled. Yeah. Lindsay, so you're getting a rabbit and how big of a cage do you need for your rabbit? So this particular rabbit, if it is one from Liana, is probably going to mature to somewhere between seven and nine pounds. That's a good estimate, okay. yeah. And for a rabbit of that size, I would say a minimum 30 by 30. Okay. We, so we sell the rabbit hutches, like the kit rabbit hutches here at the feed store from like Little Giant. Like the wire ones? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I was going to work with that to start with. So are they are they hutches or are they cages? They're cages. Okay. So that's awesome. I personally, personally, I will never buy a prefab hutch. Okay. Where it's like, where it's like wooden wire combined. No. Yeah. Um, unless it was for a house rent. Sure. Because no. they're generally not made out of the greatest materials, and they will survive about three seasons outside, and then you got to find a new place to put your rabbit. Oh yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. You're good to go. But, but yeah, like, like the if you're looking at like your local feed store, the little giant cages are awesome. Um, I'm trying to think, Pet um, Pet Lodge. Yep. Wait. Is a brand mm -hmm. that's out there. And then, oh, there's another one that they carry at Tractor Supply, and it's a black, it's actually a, like, powder-coated wire cage, and they're awesome because they don't rust. Wow. 
and hmm. they're they're honestly not that expensive and they're those are super simple because they actually like pop up and hold themselves be nice. you don't have to use any sort of clips sure but yeah. um i would definitely recommend using that cage outside we're gonna use it um, in a gravel a gravel morton building so it's like a it's it's a giant garage, but it's got gravel on the bottom. You mean it's bottom. not going to be in her room? Nope, definitely not, because she shares with her sisters. So no. <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be torturous. I would find that rabbit in the sheets every night if I left oh, that. Yeah. In the oh, oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, but so um, housing housing requirements. If you're going to keep rabbits for meat, fur, and then multifunction. Uh, what they call function stacking on in a situation like with Leanna, her rabbits can be function stacked, which means they do more than one thing. They're not just a meat source. So I personally do not harvest pelts. And I'm actually missing out on something, but I don't have time. Yeah. I mean, I could harvest them and I could roll them up and put them in the freezer and in three months i will have a freezer full of rabbit hides that i have no time to do to anything fix, with. like to, to, to process yeah um but your first step when you're looking at getting into rabbits is where are you going to keep the rabbit is it going to be indoors is it going to be outdoors if it's going to be outdoors it has to be in a place where it can stay dry and out of the wind a rabbit can get chilled and die in the summertime because of the wind if and they, the weather. If they, get, if they get soaked, yeah. if they get soaked in a rainstorm and get cold, it can it can shock their system and it can kill them. Wow. Crazy. It's really, really so warm and dry out of the wind. Those are the big deals. And then when you're talking about like a commercial breed, a meat rabbit, 30 by 30. Well, technically you could do 24 by 30. That's still enough room. And then if you're cage raising commercial type or, or meat rabbits which when i say commercial type so a commercial type is a rabbit that normally maxes out like between nine and 12 pounds uh, that's that's your mature rabbits your breeders are nine to 12 pounds um and then you have to think about where am i going to put my grow-outs yeah right right where where am i going to put my grow-outs so the rule of thumb that i use is for grow-outs a minimum of one square foot per grow out until roughly 12 weeks. So 12 weeks hits there. If you're keeping them that long, some people don't even keep them that long. Um, 12 weeks hits, they're three months old. And mommy and daddy hormones can start kicking in in some breeds at three and a half months. Wow. And yep. when, when the big girl hormones kick in, um, female rabbits go through a really like hardcore teenage moody stage. They can, not all of them do, but they can. And, uh, they'll get kind of grumpy and standoffish. They might make really weird noises if you try to pet them because they don't want you to touch them. This and then... Good. You wait a couple months and you bring them to your buck and they get bred and all of a sudden they're just big old puppy dogs and they love you and yeah, it's, it's all fine. It sounds Cause, like, cause well, mommy, 
a teenager from about 13 to about right. 19. Right. No kidding. <laughs> right. Right. So, so you, you think about this in the projection of like rabbit years to human years, a six month old rabbit is about 25. Wow. Yeah. So that that's about right. Um, but yeah, for grow out rabbits, it's uh, one square foot per rabbit until the time comes that it's either time to decide you're going to keep some, separate them, grow them up. Um, you always at that point at 12 weeks, you you want to separate by gender. But then then you get into what breeds are if someone came to me and they were like, Jason, I want to get into rabbits to provide meat and fur for my family, what breed should I get? I'm like, well, you should get silver foxes. Because mm, they, uh, yeah, they're supposed to be the tastiest me. meat. I have eaten six different breeds and composites thereof in my time raising rabbits, and I can tell you that rabbits taste like rabbits. There you go. <laughs> so, um, and people ask me about that. They're like, well, what's it like? And I'm like, well, any recipe that you could use chicken in that that like flavor profile you can use rabbit hmm. but at the same token any recipe that you could use pork in you can also use rabbit in. yeah so it's very because, universal yeah so rabbit meat is kind of like a more robust flavored chicken with a texture like pork weird so but as far as like meat breed so the, the most common ones that you'll see if you were to go somewhere and be like i want to get meat ready so new zealand's mm -hmm. are are a really big thing californians yeah um and then you've got rexes which mm -hmm. most people who get rexes are like i want to have a multifunctional rabbit and rex fur um for those that don't know rexes have a their their undercoat and their guard hairs are the same length and they feel like velvet. Yeah. Rabbits are already so soft. They're pretty yeah, but Rex is I have a mini Rex and he's my lap rabbit when I'm sitting on the couch and that dude is like he's <laughs> he's awesome. He's super soft. That's funny. His name is Scar. That's really but, uh, that's good. There's a, I've got a whole bunch of breeds written down here, but like so you've got your New Zealand's, your Californians. Um, your Rexes, which most people who get into Rexes are getting into them for fur mm -hmm. and for meat. That's a big thing. And then to show, there's a whole world of rabbit shows. Um, satins are another one that mm -hmm. they have. Uh, they're a commercial body type, but they have a really soft fur. Um, there's the Blanc de Hotel. Ooh, which is a, an old world breed. So they are, they're a white rabbit. The, the originator of the breed was actually trying to breed a white rabbit with black eyes. Mm -hmm. Because right now, if you find a white rabbit, they're normally a, a red eyed white or an albino. Mm -hmm. So they're white with red eyes or kind of pinkish eyes or they're a blue eyed white. Um, hello. Hello. Hi. It is you. Hello. Hey, come here. Come, come, come here. Thanks. Hi. Why aren't you here? How's it going? Hi. Daddy's, Daddy's talking about rabbits. 
You're outside. They are outside. It's dark. It is dark. Just because you're not on out? No, we're not going to let them out now. Um, are those your baby bunnies? Yeah. Yeah. Do you like them? Yeah. Oh. Do you like to eat them? Yeah. 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 That's but you good. love your baby bunnies, don't you? Mommy's making eggs. Mommy's making eggs? That's a yeah. great bedtime go, snack. You, you should go help Mommy make eggs. Okay? Yeah. Go on. <gasps> oh, no. You're going to close the door? Okay. Cool. Hey, hey. So, <laughs> hey. um, so the... the the Blanc de Hoto, they were... Hey, they were... Hi! <laughs> yes, that is a pie. They were trying to develop a black-eyed white, and what they wound up with is they have a white rabbit that has black eyes and black eyeliner oh, in fur all the way around their eyes. And they're not particularly common. Uh-huh. Um, they're really cool looking. And I and I meant to touch on that. There are smaller breeds. So oh, say yeah, someone doesn't have a lot of space, there are smaller breeds that also are excellent. Um, primarily Dutch mm-hmm. and the Florida and the Florida white. So a purebred Dutch is like a five to six pound rabbit full grown. Hmm. But they they will hit four pounds in like ten weeks. Wow. I believe that. And and then the Florida White is a very fine-boned, smaller breed, five to six pounds at full growth, but they'll get four pounds at 10 to 12 weeks. And because they're such a finely boned rabbit, their bone-to-meat ratio is higher than even some of the larger commercial breeds. Well, and that's what you want um, when you're doing rabbits for meat. Yeah. So there's a whole myriad of breeds. Any of those breeds as purebreds are excellent meat rabbits, and then any combination of those breeds. So once you have figured out where you're going to keep your rabbits, you've got your cages, they are element protected. You've picked your breeds. The best and easiest way to feed your rabbits is pellets, which you can get from your local feed store, chain feed stores. But if you can find a local mill to get your pellets from, that is fantastic. And when you're talking about a uh, a production process, so a 16 to 18% protein Mm -hmm. is right where you want to go. And honestly, you don't have to give them anything else. Yeah. You don't have to. Now, I'm not a monster. I like my rabbits to have some variety. So pellets and then generally it's a good idea for bunnies digestion to give them some form of roughage and that comes in hay mm-hmm. and particularly grass haze what about like fruits and vegetables i feel like everybody always thinks of rabbits and vegetables <laughs> but yeah but you know carrots are really high in sugar sure and they're great treats like i will i will buy carrots and cut them into cones and give them to my rabbits, and they'll get one every couple of days. Sure. They could probably have more, but they're really high in sugar, and, like, rabbits can have carrots. That's fine. Um, you don't want to give them iceberg lettuce. But, like, green leafy lettuce is totally fine. Um, Boston, romaine, stuff like that. Like, you got some left over. Like, you get to the center of that romaine heart where it's all weird and bitter. Give yeah. them rabbits. If yeah. they don't like it, they won't eat it. 
Sure. Can we at least um, give ours the butts ends of the celery. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, giving them the butt ends of celery, you can run into, there's there's a lot of fiber in that, which is good. The reason you don't want to give them, like, iceberg lettuce is iceberg lettuce is primarily water. Yeah. Yeah. And they'll eat it, and it can loosen their stools up, and diarrhea in rabbits is a bad, bad thing. Sure. And, I mean, you got to get on it quick, or it's going to cause them to dehydrate, and then you run into a whole other gamut, and then oh you lose your rabbits. But yeah, so like your hay selection, if you're going to give your rabbits free choice hay, which is what, you know, you would either put hay in a cage or I actually have like wire hay racks attached to the outside of my cages and they can pull the hay through and they can have as much as they want or as little as they want. It's off to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, but, but grass hays like orchard, timothy, coastal grass, so like mixes thereof, get used to it. If you give them loose hay, they're going to waste hay. Sure. But then you also have the option of like the Timothy cubes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which they, if they waste the Timothy cubes, what will happen is they'll chew on them until they get bored with them and then they will pee on them and then they won't eat them. Yeah. I don't know. It. I think it just depends. I think rabbits are weird like people are. Like I think some like one thing's better than the others and some, like I've got one that just doesn't touch the hay at all, like period. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I have a doe that if I fill her hay rack, it's empty in a few hours. Yeah. And it's very, very little wasted. Yeah. And then I've got another doe that I can fill her hay rack, and I won't have to put any more in it for like three or four days. Yeah. I th- she, does, she, doesn't, she doesn't waste it, but she just... Doesn't really have any interest to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, she'll check it out, and she'll eat it. And But one of the other benefits of actually giving your rabbits hay is it helps with their teeth. Yeah. To chew it. So, so, so I, you know, people were like, well, your, your rabbits are in cages all the time. No, they're not technically in cages all the time. When it's nice, I have a little like pop-up doggy, pop-up kettle corral and I'll put my rabbits out in it. But my adults go in it by themselves. Yeah. Because a, adult does, even in neutral territory, will, can, I, I won't say will, the odds are high sure. that somebody, somebody's going to get bit. And it's going to be rough because one thing about rabbits, they have really sharp teeth and they get territorial. They don't, they don't like to have other rabbits in their zone. So you figured out where you figured out where you're going to house them. You figured out what you're going to feed them. The next step is why are you getting into them? So obviously there are the showing aspects, 4-H projects. There are people who raise rabbits specifically to take and show them Mm -hmm. the, the, governing body of that is the ARBA, the American Rabbit Breeders Association, and they're the ones who tell you what breeds are acceptable, what colors are acceptable, and what the standard for the breed is. Sure. Now, if you've decided to get a particular breed just for meat, you're like, I'm just going to breed for meat, find out what the standard is and breed for that standard because if it is a primary purpose meat breed the standard is tailored to that carcass okay so like the shape and conformation it's just like cattle like yeah if you buy an if you buy an angus and it's got sallow hips and just a sway bag i mean it's that's not a good beef like it's it's the same it's the same concept this ties into selecting stock like one of the things you should always check when you're picking like if you go to buy a rabbit 
You want clear, bright, dry eyes, no runny noses, no dirty, you know, uh, yeah. para-anal region. Sure. Can, good, good piece there. Um, no patchy fur, no flaky skin. Um, flaky, dandruffy skin is actually a sign of skin mites. Ooh, yeah. Um, which, which, easy treatment, easy to take care of, but if you bring that rabbit home and you don't quarantine and it has skin mites or ear mites and you put it within 10 feet of your other rabbits, um, treat all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Is that just so the easy that. ivermectin but, thing too? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I have, I bought, I think the 250 milliliter bottle of yeah. the cattle pour on permectin. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, it's ivermectin. It's just their name. And I use a three cc syringe hmm. where I actually cut the needle, like the sharp part of the needle off. Yeah. yeah. So it's a really fine dropper. Mm -hmm. And I have had to treat ear mites one time, and it was not one of my rabbits. It was actually a rabbit I picked up for my brother. <laughs> um, and the person I picked her up from had treated her Yeah. before I even brought her home. Um, but the, the mite cycle, the little, little rabbit health knowledge, which is further down on my outline, but the mite cycle is 21 days. So if, if I suspect at all that there are mites on any rabbit anywhere near my rabbitry i treat every rabbit yeah and they get three little drops i mean little bitty drops sure of ivermectin at the base of the neck mm -hmm. and then i treat them again in 13 days yeah sure and the the dough that i brought home I mean, within three days, the ear mites were gone. Yep. All signs of them were gone. But then, you know, 13 days after I brought her to my place, I treated her again. She's perfectly fine. I mean, mite-free, absolutely great. No big deal. Yeah. Um, but so obviously raising rabbits, you have the benefit of the meat, which is awesome. Um, there are some, there's some really incredible studies on the nutritional value of rabbit versus chicken versus pork versus beef and it, it excelled in all ranges i didn't even think about all the benefits of rabbit meat as far as like compared to other meats but i was talking to liana earlier and like equal portions of rabbit and chicken three ounces or i think 100 grams of roasted rabbit mm -hmm. which is skinless yeah versus versus three or 100 grams of skin off roast chicken the rabbit is lower in calories, higher in protein, lower in cholesterol by almost a third, hmm. and then it's uh, let's see what I got here. Uh, it's the highest iron content of all uh, readily available meats. Interesting. It's yep. so crazy. Yep. There's, it's all kinds of stuff. It's got phosphorus, magnesium, and, and yeah. it's got all these trace minerals in it that other meats don't have. It's lower in cholesterol than any other meat. It's higher in protein than every other meat by, by volume. Sure. Um, but then, I mean, if you if you do like butter-basted roast rabbit, well, then you just well, change yeah. the whole profile. <laughs> it's still a healthier meat. You just cooked it in an unhealthy way. Right. But Which I, I think will it's tell a... you that... Go ahead. Sorry. 
No, 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 no. You go ahead. No, I'm, I just I'm... I like that there's an, another option for like meats. Is I feel like, you know, into our adult lives, everybody gets in ruts of cooking. It's either like chicken, beef, pork, chicken, beef, pork, pizza night. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's like. These are the things to spice it up with, is to try different things, especially since it's so comparable to a good replacement. Right. So, so we've been doing a lot of whole roasted rabbit lately. Beth has been experimenting with all these different spice rubs, and they are phenomenal. She made one the other night that was a, it was like cracked black pepper, garlic powder, pink Himalayan salt, and Thai green curry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was not hot or spicy people think curry and they think hot it's yeah. not it's an aromatic it was phenomenal and then she made a gravy from those drippings <laughs> outrageous outrageous so yeah so normally like if you come to my house any given i mean if you come to my house if i've processed rabbits in the last week i will probably have several jars of fresh rabbit broth yeah Sitting, um, sitting in the sitting in the fridge. I don't can yet. I need to. I need to definitely get into canning because that'll. But I. But I use those broths really quickly. So. Sure. But and, you know, you know, I process my rabbits and like my rib sections, my pelvis go into a stock pot with some water, a little bit of pink salt, some cracked black pepper, and I simmer it for two hours, and it's phenomenal. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Phenomenal. Um, and then I can pick all the meat off the bones because. I have to. Yeah. Uh, something I hadn't even thought about. Um, you don't have to process those hides. You don't have to tan them. Yeah. I've you heard can that. dehydrate them mm-hmm. and give them to dogs as treats. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I know and that that's I, something I, that I can get here at the store. So it's dehydrated. We can. Skin. Yeah. And we also can get dehydrated cat treats. I didn't know that was a thing, but I mean, I guess my barn cats kill baby rabbits, so I mean, yeah. why not? So. Yeah. And then, so there are there are people who dehydrate the pelts. They they dehydrate them and then they cut them into strips and give them to dogs with the fur on, like jerky. And then, obviously, if you tan the hides, then you have the option to make them into clothing. You can sell them. Mm-hmm. As far as I know, there's no restriction on selling processed hides um, for rabbit hides, domestic rabbit hides. I don't see why there would be. And I haven't really looked into it because, like I said, I don't do my own hides anymore. Yeah. And then you can also do all kinds of crazy crafts. Um, I know a rabbit, so a silver fox breeder out of Arkansas, that they actually tan their hides, cut them into strips, and use them to tie fishing lures and flies. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty wild. And they dye them all kinds of different crazy colors and hmm. they tie crappie jigs and bucktail streamers and all kinds of stuff with rabbit pelts. And they look awesome. Yeah. yeah. Apparently they work really well. Go but way to be and resourceful. Then, and then the biggest, honestly, I think something that gets overlooked, but if you're someone who is small farm homestead or even in my circumstance raising rabbits in your backyard rabbit manure yeah yes i think that's a thing that goes overlooked frequently yeah like like my brother throws his in yard waste bags and it gets picked up on trash day 
No. Like, he just, but during the summer, when he's growing his little vegetable bed, his tomatoes, which were eight feet freaking tall this year because he was fertilizing with rabbit manure. They were yeah. psychotic. And I'm like, what kind of tomatoes are these? He's like, I don't know, whatever they had at Rural King. <laughs> and they were like they were like seven and a half plus feet tall plants with multiple he got bamboo skewers and stakes to to, to tie these suckers up. They were massive. Yeah. It was awesome. Jeez. Um uh so my neighbor who lives next to me, um, her dad is on our like city council chamber of commerce he's on the o'fallon chamber of commerce and they have community gardens and flower beds and he was like hey um could i get some of that rabbit manure i was like how many hundreds of pounds do you need yes yeah let me help you out here because because i'm i'm how many 50 pound bags wow yeah do you need because when you raise rabbits or chickens or goats or sheep or pigs you have 50 pound bags of poop at any time I was actually looking it up because I've always been told, you know, rabbit manure is great. One thing people don't realize, you do not have to compost rabbit manure. Yeah. It can go straight on your garden. You can plant straight into it. Hmm. There's no composting needed because it is what is classified as a cold manure hmm. versus chicken, cow manure, and I think even horse manure and absolutely pig has yeah. to be composted first otherwise it will burn your plants whatever i mean i think it's the nitrogen level right exactly um michigan state university <laughs> i was looking on this profile they had on rabbit manure and they said that rabbit manure straight from under the hutch has four times the nutrients of cow or horse manure <laughs> and two times the nutrients of chicken manure and you run the benefit of it can go straight on your beds. That's right. I'm excited to see how ours is going to do this year. Because of that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've been and doing then, what Sarah was talking about from So the Soul. And she uh, was talking about the no-dig gardening. So we're going to try that this year with a little extra rabbit manure. Like, I'm going to have the best garden in Stark County. <laughs> yeah, and, she was, and she, was, she was talking about how they don't dig and they just add compost on top. Yeah. yeah. I got the book. I read it. I got it for Christmas. It's rabbit, amazing. Rabbit manure is ready to use compost. Perfect. The other thing is you can take, I think it's one to two cups of rabbit manure per gallon of water. Oh, yeah. And you can make a compost tea, let it steep for 24 to 72 yeah, hours, perfect. and then just water your plants. It's got me. I like You said tea. <laughs> and, and she it, goes, what? Mm -hmm. <laughs> No, it's not the tea that I you drink. It. Sorry. No, 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 absolutely not the tea that you drink. So Jake was telling me that when we were looking, he he was really trying to sell me on this idea of meat rabbits because you said, mm -hmm. same reason, the shortages in the grocery stores. And he was like, I heard that rabbits are the same process, like the same grow out time as meat chickens. And they are very comparably. Um, but when we yes. processed our own chickens at our house, it was like an all-day event, you know, because of all the feathers and everything else like that. Very time-consuming. Mm -hmm. But he's like, yeah, you can dress like a bunch of rabbits in, it in the time that it takes for just one chicken. It's so far, far less messy because there's not all the feathers. You don't have to have – if you're someone who has the money for it, you don't have to have a plucking machine. Yeah. 
And if you want to be real fancy, you get an air compressor and oh, pull them up like a balloon and the height just comes right out. Great. That's awesome. Oh. <laughs> oh, the face you just made. I'm so sorry. This is podcast, folks, and you missed it all because. <laughs> but I have heard. Yeah. Okay, I've heard, though, like that you can do that with. A couple different kinds of animals, especially like with oh, pe yeah. like peak and ducks. Okay, Nathan and I just went on a weekend trip, and that is how they make peak and ducks: is they blow air into it so that it separates the skin from the meat. Because when they crisp it up, they want that crispy skin. So that's what they do to the ducks. Yes, I win. I get a, I get a point for that. I was one. not prepared, <laughs> but I've heard about yeah. that. Yeah. Now, so there's two stages of growouts. When you talk about growing, so when your rabbits are born, they're kits, yeah. and then once they're weaned, once they're weaned, and you've separated them from their mom, they are now grow-outs. Yes. Mm -hmm. Now, whatever the future holds for them, whether they are future breeders, they're being sold, they're being raised for show, or they're destined to be processed and go to Camp Penmore, um, they are grow-outs. And generally, I would consider them grow-outs like I have, I have a doe outside that's five months old. She's not a grow out anymore. Sure. She's a, she's a breeder. She's a future breeder. Like her, her, her purpose has shifted. She has her own individual big girl cage and she is my, she's the bell of my barn. She's my baby right now. But, uh, so when you go to process your grow out, so if you're going primarily for the prime meat, the meat that you can fry, slow cook roast and it's going to be tender tender awesome and no problem that is your five pound lightweight briar and in most commercial types that is eight to if you're not achieving five pounds by 12 weeks then you need to either reevaluate your stock or reevaluate your feed situation um then your next step is a roaster Yes. Which roasters normally come from people who are raising those rabbits for their pelts. Okay. And the meat is a, is a byproduct kind of. Yeah. Which is okay. weird. Because the pelt on an eight week old, the skin on them is super, super, super thin and delicate. Hmm. Yeah. And trying, trying to process that. And it's still baby fur. Or they're in the process of growing in their first adult coat and they're kind of weird and patchy. Um, so most fur or like pelt processing happens between 16 and 22 weeks. And at that point, the hide is a little tougher. They're a little tougher to skin, but mm -hmm. not terribly. And then that is more of a slow roast in the oven, braise it, Stew, crock kind pot of. it. Yeah. And then a lot of people are like, oh, once the rabbit hits four months old, I'm deboning it and I'm grinding it. I'm making rabbit brats and sausage and bunny burger and all the things the possibilities, the possibilities are endless yeah oh my god um, what i was not prepared for bunny sausage well you would you would have to add in some kind of a fat which you'd probably get like a pork fat and make some good old brats yeah that makes sense yeah. I mean, that's what you do. No, with, I mean, like, why wouldn't you? That's I what just, you do with cows, like cold cows and. Sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, 
Absolutely. That's what we do with all our deer is just, just grab Bizarre because it's 1,500 pounds to 9 pounds. Well, it's not even that. It's because 65% is ideal. So if you're butchering at a 5, I mean, I don't do math, but like. Oh, yeah. That's like 3 pounds if you're lucky. Right, right. Yeah, so so you're, my, my processed carcass, so no fur, no innards, no feet, no head. Just a whole rabbit. Yeah. Um, they're about three pounds. Yeah. If I start, if I start with a five pound, you know, if I start, well, no, so I'll, I'll take that back. If I start with a five pound live weight bunny, which makes them sound so cute, and then I process that down to a carcass, I'm normally like three to three and a half pound carcass, and if I were to debone that completely, I'm taking out about a pound of bones. Yeah. So. Yeah. Right now, I'm running at around a 50 to 55% bone to meat ratio, which is okay. Okay. Um, but, you know, if you do 10 of them. Sure. And you, right. and you own them, which brings us to the next step is like, you've got your rabbits, you've eaten your rabbits, you've grown them up, and it's time to breed them. It's Leanna. It's almost time to breed them. It's rabbit. Yeah, that's... I don't know. I have them on all various stages. Uh, I don't even know how okay. old they are anymore. I think Rox, the one that I just had baby, she was born in like May or June. And she... So how many weeks after a litter is she ready to have more babies? Like four. Like you can... Uh, she pops okay. out the babies and I think you can rebreed her again. Yes. Isn't that yeah, crazy? Like, shout out to all the moms out there. Sorry about you. Good thing you're not a rabbit. Good thing. So, <laughs> so springtime hits, warm weather comes, birds and the bees happen, mama rabbit, daddy rabbit get together. 30 days later, she has a litter of babies. Yeah. She is rebred within 72 hours. My. This is two moms, like, shaking in our skin. Ugh. Like, right. I my. my... Well, my, my wife is seven and a half months pregnant right now with number two. And she, every time I talk about this, she's like, ah, get out. And, 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 and my breeding schedule for my domestic rabbits is very low key. Like, yeah. I, I want to breed them in such a way that I have a steady supply of grow outs coming throughout the year. Because right now we're eating anywhere from two to three rabbit meals a week. Oh, wow. Right now. Sure. Right. Yeah. Because I, I have a dearth of rabbits. So, like, yeah. right now we're, we're eating quite a few. Yeah. But that, that, that actually brings me to my next point. So, you've got your rabbits. You're feeding your rabbits. It's time to breed your rabbits. How many rabbits do you need yeah. as a individual as a family as a couple as a farm you know what what is if What's it's for personal use how many rabbits do you want to eat every year every year way to break it down is how okay. many times a week do you want to eat rabbits got it makes sense well and yeah, so if so. you compare it to chicken two rabbits at so one rabbit at three pounds would not feed the four of us so we would have to do two rabbits 
My I, husband eats like I, the servings of four people. I don't know where he puts it. Like maybe he's got a hollow leg somewhere, but well, I don't, I'm I don't know I'm six down. foot three and weigh three hundred and seventy pounds, and I find that I actually eat far less rabbit at a sitting than I eat chicken. Because it's a higher protein, so it fills you up faster. <sighs> Sign me up. I'll be cooking rabbit you every day. Me, if you brought me a roasted rabbit and a rotisserie chicken and said you have to sit down and eat one of these in a whole like like sit it down and eat it, I'll I'll smoke that rotisserie chicken. I'll probably eat half of that rabbit. Okay, well that gives me hope though because I mean we do go through two rotisserie chickens like when we do a yeah. meal and I mean that's not a big deal. We've raised the chickens or they're you know fairly pretty cheap at the grocery store and stuff like that. But that's what I'm thinking like. The size of a rotisserie chicken and the size of a roasted rabbit is not that different, so... Yeah. No. And, and so, what I would say is the first time you cook them, like if you roast them or rotisserie them or, or whatever, whatever choice you make, make two. Yeah. Two. Put two on the table and... and see what happens. See how much, how much leftover you have. Now it comes down to breeding. So, breeding your rabbits is pretty simple if you understand the one rule that i live by um does are territorial yep so when it comes time to bring your dough to your buck you bring your dough to your buck do not throw a buck in a doe's pen <laughs> yep some does it'll be fine and the job will get done and you're fine other does will lay into him and fur will be flying and blood will be spilled and it's you think of it you're like oh they're these little adorable rabbits monty python wasn't too far off (laughs) once you bring your dough to your buck Mm -hmm. um what you're looking for is what's called a fall off and it is very comedic I think you showed me a picture of I did I might have shown you the actual video because I was like look what happened Oh, did you send her the video? Oh, yeah. I probably sent that. I probably got put on a list with how many people I sent that to. (laughs) Uh, No, if I could tell you how many videos I've seen of rabbits ended on and how many pictures I've had to look at of bunny genitalia. Yeah. Yeah. I bet. (laughs) Being like, is this a buck or a doe? And I'm like, it's three days old. There's no way to I got know. nothing for you. <laughs> it is a weirdly formed pimple at this point. I can't tell you what that is. <laughs> um, so yeah, it, but, it, uh, it reminded, when she showed me the video, it basically reminded me of like fainting goats having a rave and then one of them just freezing up and falling over. That's a very good description of the fainting goat. My I. I'm not. I have a video of my buck's first time. Hey, <laughs> it's like the rite of passage. I, 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 I put him in with an older cougar doe who knew exactly what she was supposed to do, and he figured out what he was supposed to do. And the first fall off, he literally rolls all the way across the cage. <laughs> yeah, he he hits, he jerks, he flips, and rolls all the way across the cage, and then he's laying on his side. And he hops up and looks at me and then runs right back to her. And I had five fall offs in five minutes. Like the light bulb clicked and he knew what he was doing. 
best day ever for him. <laughs> the college years so, wrapped up in about five minutes. <laughs> so you're gonna we're gonna pair your rabbits up, and normally, what you the rule of thumb is you want to see three fall off. Okay. So if your buck is vigorous and with it, he'll probably get two in the first minute. Yeah. Great. It doesn't or, take long. Or two. Um, I never leave my rabbits unattended while I'm breeding them. I, some people do, and they have perfectly great results. I never do. Um, if I get my first two fall-offs and the doe seems like she's not having it or the buck, my buck looks like he's tired, um, after five or six minutes, I'll take her out and I will put her back in the next day. Sure. Just to be sure. And I'll go back the next morning and I'll let him try to get another fall off. And if she is absolutely not having it and she will grunt and squeal and make all kinds of noises if she's just not having it, that is a pregnant rabbit. So you've done the deed, your your does are red, you should hope. Um, 28 to 32 days is the expected norm for kindling when they have babies. Um, some does hit right at 30 days. Most of mine go to 32. And there are some people that are like, I don't know what's wrong with my rabbits. They don't give birth till day 36. I'm pulling my hair out. I'm like, sorry. There you go. Yeah. A good, a good litter is six. I had seven. Okay. Anything, anything beyond six. Yeah. Is is gravy. That's awesome. So um, once you get once you get more than twelve, then you have to step in and start doing a little bit of help. Yeah, <laughs> I would breed my does at the same time. Really? Yes. Okay. Because so say you you have two does and one buck. Uh huh. And, and you're like, well, I'm going to breed this doe this month, and I'm going to breed this doe that month, and you breed them, and that first doe has fifteen babies. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. So now, this this goes into a whole other discussion of like feeding frequency. Yeah. Um, there is something that I wish I could harness yeah. from rabbits, and that is rabbit milk. Yeah. I because rabbit milk is one of the richest milks in the entire animal kingdom, and they only feed their babies once or twice a day tops yeah that was so wild to me is when we just had our litter is my mom was around cats and she's like well are the babies eating yet i'm like no they're broken i don't know what's going on they're gonna die <laughs> she doesn't know what's happening but no rabbit if, if if i could figure out a way to extract rabbit milk i would be nine feet tall and weigh a thousand pounds like I would be an absolute monster. I, I don't know. I have, I assume I have no idea. That is the key to the whole rabbit milk. Rabbit milk. Um, yeah. Weird so things that I think about. But, that means that the, you can the... take the baby off of one and put it on another. Yes. So if say say I bred my two does at once and something happens and the unthinkable occurs and I lose a litter, mm-hmm. which if it's a first time mom. I never expect that to turn out great. Sure. But at the same time, I will never, ever, ever 
hold a a loss of a first litter against a doe. Yeah. She didn't know. Like, it's just sometimes the instincts don't kick in. Sometimes she just wasn't quite ready, and it just doesn't click. But if I can step in and help, I will. Like, if I have a first-timer who's not feeding her babies. Mm-hmm. And, and she had, like, three or four, like, something weird happened. There's only a few, or maybe that's all that's left. And then I have this other doe that has six that were born at the same time. I would pull that whole litter from the mom that doesn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And I will take the nest box away from the other mom with her litter in it, integrate the foreign kits into the litter. Yeah. And then I will put a little bit of like mint oil on Mama Doe's upper lip so and make her smell. nose blind yeah. for a few hours. She'll jump in that nest box and she'll take them and she won't even think about another. Bad night. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. And then sometimes you don't have to do that. You'll have mamas that will take any baby at any time and they're just great. Yeah. So you, you've bred your does and you've got your litters. So when do I rebreed my does? Generally, you're not going to rebreed your doe until her first litter is either weaned or close to me sure right <laughs> so for me um i i feel like i back to back four litters last year and i but i didn't really so the first two litters were three weeks old mm-hmm. and then i rebred the moms and at five weeks i weaned those kids yeah and then that gave the does two weeks, well, roughly 10 days before they were nest building and getting ready to have another litter. Right. But then Jeez. that also brings it to the point where uh, you'll see people that are like, oh man, my litter's three and a half weeks old and something awful happened and I lost my doe. They're good. What do I do? Yeah. They're okay. Yeah. Not ideal, but they will be fine. So your, your kids are going to start hopping out of the nest box and exploring by 14 days. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Already jumping out. Jeez. And they're going to start nibbling on hay and nibbling on pellets by like 15 days. Hmm. And That's by crazy. day 21, they're going to be driving your doe crazy. <laughs> That's she is absolutely going to be hiding from them on top of the nest box as much as she can. That's good. I and do then that. four weeks hits and then they can jump up on top of the nest box and there's nowhere for her to go and she's over it. Yes. Weird. I've never been there before ever in my life. <laughs> I hide in closets and in bathrooms. Oh. They, yeah. I'm, I am thoroughly. Do you feel like you know about rabbits now? Do you I, feel like you feel are you prepared to so if a them? rabbit were so, to show up at my door tomorrow i would be like shoot i got this <laughs> you wouldn't even need to call anybody to take care of it like you'd be like i got it so, okay so hang on just so one more sorry. one more myth before i go um there is my mom said this of she said your rabbits are still alive and i said yeah why and she goes well i saw pictures of you touching them when they're so little 
And I said, no, I'm pretty sure you can pick... Mom, everybody's picking their rabbits up when they're babies. <laughs> I said, I think they're okay. Oh. But but that's a big thing that I, you know, before getting into this, is that if you go outside and you find a rabbit's nest and you touch them or put them back, that the mom will abandon them and you've killed the whole litter now. If I were to find a, rab- a wild rabbit's nest and I were to go out there and disturb the area in a major way then yeah mama would probably have predator danger sure and, yeah and and domestic rabbits can have that like that can happen but in your circumstance you've had roxy now for i got roxy in july i think okay so you've had her now for going on a year. Yeah, pretty close, yeah. Nine months. Yeah. Nine, ten months, something like that. Yeah. And, well, nine months. Brain, brain not worse. Um, and in that time, you've been taking care of her. You've been feeding her. You've been petting her and scratching her. She knows who you are. She is familiar with your scent. Yeah. You're not going to have any problems. Crazy. I... I am into my O's nest the day those babies are born. I'm handling them when they're still sticky. Yeah. Like, I'm going in there and I'm making sure that they are fully formed. They're healthy. They're strong and wiggly and doing their thing. And I'm checking for any stillborns. Right, right, right. It does happen. Yeah. Um, just, Just like you were talking about. You will occasionally have seven perfect babies and one that would just not make it. Something didn't happen. Well, if you don't catch that, those babies, when they're hairless, that first two days, three days, when they're hairless, they're going to cluster. Sure. And if they cluster around a cold, dead, it will chill the whole cluster and you can go from having one stillborn to an entirely dead litter. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. Your mind is blown on rabbits. It is. Like, just, I mean. Lindsay's like, Lindsay's like, Leanna, why did you invite this guy? Lindsay's <laughs> got to do the one that's editing, so. I swear to God, I had an outline. <laughs> oh, do you have a, do you have a way that people can connect with you? Do you want people to connect with you? Yeah. I mean, obviously, if there's anybody, I have no problem talking about rabbits. <laughs> if people have questions. If they already have rabbits, if they want to get started with rabbits, I'm more than happy to. Um, my name is Jason Emmerich. You can sure. find me on Facebook. And then we do have a Facebook page that is Raising Aces Rabbitry, which I am terrible at updating, but I do Great. respond to messages. Awesome. Perfect. Nope, we will link it all. That is awesome. If you like what you heard today, you can find us at We Chose the Farm on Facebook and Instagram. And to find Hinkle Homestead directly, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Google at Hinkle Homestead. Want to visit the Weiniger Farms? You can find us mainly on Instagram at the Weiniger Farms. Or jump over to our website at WeinigerFarms.com. See you later! <laughs>